intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the dog on a trucking podcast where this week my the guest is Mr. Sud Maholtra, and uh, he is a young trucking professional in the logistics and the transportation industry, specializing in safety. He's my guest this week. Uh, first, uh, before we get to that, let me apologize for being late this week, just being a, a crazy week. Uh, this is the first time I've been late uploading an episode, so I do apologize for that. Now, a word from our sponsor. I am so privileged to be partnered with KRTS. Yes, Safety Dog and KRTS has pa- have partnered to bring you a virtual truck driver training meeting on the American Thanksgiving long weekend. For details, click on the link below and give Kim Steisma Hill a call at KRTS. The phone number is right there. Give Kim a call, get all the details, and now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Dog on a Trucking Podcast. My guest this week is Mr. Sud. Well, oh, Sud, see, I went and messed up your name. Let's bring Sud in here and he can give me heck and tell me exactly how to say his last name. Sud, welcome. So, Sud Maholtra. Maholtra. That's my full name. Yes. Mr. Sud Maholtra is my guest this week. Sud, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Hey, it's my uh, absolute pleasure to have you on. You are one of the up-and-coming professionals in the industry. And I've got some questions for you, you know, revolving around what, for instance, why did you choose trucking and and how's your career been going so far and i know you do a lot with a lot of different things so we're going to get right into it sud introduce yourself to our viewers and our listeners and give us a little background about just you so i can i can start off my i started my career with the g capital in 2010 when i was back in india and i did work with them with almost, uh, I would say, four and a half to five years. And then um, I, I came to Canada as an international student on um, May 2014. And I, I did my postgraduate diploma in business management, finance and banking. There was there was no hope, no process that I have set up that I will go into the trucking. But it was kind of a destined thing um, so I, I, I started to see trucking in, in Canada was like really big and I thought, and I, and I heard people saying like everybody wanted to go into the trucking transportation business, uh, as, as, and my only question to those people was that why exactly the similar question that you asked me, I used to ask them as well, like, why did they choose that career? What they see in that? And, uh, people used to tell me about one thing is the money factor. 
Now, I, I did have my career with J Capital. I did learn a lot of the things from there as well. Uh, but just for the money factor, I would not choose any career. Yes, it is good to have a good money, but also money money can also only satisfy you for some time, not for the long term. So that was my initial thought. Of, and, uh, and and somehow I got, uh, I needed a co-op job at the, once my graduation was uh, almost done. And I, and I started with the talking consultant company where I, uh, helping smaller fleets like uh, 20, to, 20 to 40 trucks fleets, helping them with their compliance, their log uh, auditing. And, and, and from there, I think the spark actually started to come, but I, I was actually hungry for more knowledge. Um, and then I started with the asset-based company uh, where, where you actually see the, the real, real trucks, the drivers who you interact with them. And uh, my, my, I, I would say like people in the industry has actually pushed me in terms of learning more and more. Uh, that actually took me to the longer side and, and see this one as my long-term career that I can continue to do for the rest of my life. Um, and I, and I remember I can, um, I remember from the time in 2016, uh, when I met Charlie, uh, so that was the first time. I think I, I saw you as well at the first time um, in Milton when uh, when there was a seminar they organize every year, ISB Me. And I used to see you guys on social media, on LinkedIn, doing all those things at the time. And, and from there, I was learning many things. I have approached you, other other industry people as well, uh, in order to get some more knowledge, like how I can pursue my career in what direction I should be going. So that was the first time I started to go out in the, uh, in the events like that. And I, and, and that thing, uh, actually pushed me to, to do more, to, to get more from the industry, like what they have for me to learn more and more in order to keep growing. Um, and I think that's, that's, it is still on. Well, I and I know you're active. Sorry, um, switch back to the hit the button there. I know you're active in a lot of things, such as PMTC, the Young Leaders Group, and well, and I'll yeah. ask you about that in a minute. How do you see your career going? Um, well, what is it that you're doing now? What role? Because you you said you started off as a working for a safety consultant, doing safety and compliance type. Um, regulations and, and doing that with a smaller companies, you are now working with a larger company. What's your role there? So currently I am with the power Bev. Uh, they're the Red Bull exclusive distributor in Ontario. And also they have a different, uh, uh, company under the same umbrella, uh, doing the same distributor channel in BC. Um, and then there are some other group of company that, that I support as a fleet manager role. Uh, and I support almost about uh, 200 assets and then about similar side of driver capacity in the company where I'm doing with the training, uh, compliance, uh, all those under regulation that, that, and then also with the, uh, related to the, uh, vehicle uh, sourcing, acquisitions, uh, sales, and all that. 
So it, it's, it's a big role, but also I have a huge uh, different team members in the same department as well to support me. Uh, we do have a fleet controller as well that supports me from the top. And also the, um, the executive vice president of operations gladly uh, gives me a lot of feedback continuously to what I'm doing and uh, how we should be doing as a fleet. That's, so I didn't know that you're still in or you're still responsible for safety and compliance. Um, but a lot more. You said acquisition of equipment. Um, and did you not? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big role. How many people are in the department? Can you say? Uh, so we are now, I would say, three people directly involved in this one. Um, and I and I can't tell the number who are indirectly because everybody's actually uh, contributing that one simple task goal, which is like, uh, we all have to uh, bring something on the table in order to uh, like get to that one 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 main goal, which you have to have a safe lead on. All right. So you mentioned safe. Um, you're working for a company. They've got uh, it's a large fleet right across Canada. It sounds like how yeah. what are you doing in the uh, to get your drivers? I don't want to say to behave, that's the wrong word, but um, certainly to drive in a safe and safe and efficient manner. Are there certain things that you're pushing ahead on? So the one thing um, I, I would say from the very beginning that I started and um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with this company for um, 2019. Uh, like I, I joined them in the beginning of the year. And one thing I have been uh, trying to uh, like do in this company as a cultural change. And, and the best thing about this company is that they're very buying in to, to all those culture uh, so that they can actually be able to drive those from the top to the last bottom, which is like the actual driver who is taking our vehicle, taking our brand off the road. And also, because our drivers are not only drivers, uh, but also they are the uh, salespeople. So they merchandise, they, they, they do the sales, but their major part of the job is also has a, have a safe driving on the road. Because we have a big, big brand on the trucks Bands, so we, we as a fleet, we have to protect that brand and also with our drivers. Well, a big part of it is protecting your drivers, protecting your brand, um, protecting your reputation. Uh, in regard, we're taping this in the, and I don't want to say we're in the middle of COVID. I hope, God, I pray that we're nearing the end of this silliness, not silliness, but the mm -hmm. end of this pandemic. Uh, we're taping this in the middle of October. So just to put it in context, when the sometime down the road there, somebody's watching this, uh, in the middle of October, we're still in COVID. Have you implemented anything special to help your drivers, your operators uh, be protected uh, from COVID? Yeah, there were actually challenges at the very beginning when this hit in the month of March. Uh, when this was actually declared on March 11th that it's a global pandemic, 
And uh, companies started to take those things as very serious because our drivers actually meeting a number of people, drivers doing about like 20 calls a day. Uh, so he would be visiting 20 stores where hundreds of people actually visit that store. So we, we did have a lot of exposure on, uh, on a regular basis. So in order to protect our employees, we had to take a hard measure uh the salespeople had a very uh like a very important job to merchandise the product in the stores so we we had to stop that at the beginning that uh, we started to leave the product outside we explained our customers that this is the situation we both have to be uh protecting our people their employees our employees and that is the that is the best way to to uh mitigate the exposure of the COVID with our employees. So our employees were actually dropping the product and not merchandising it, not going inside the store and then going to the another call and another. And that's got to be tough because now they're, you said that they're, they're drivers, the delivery people, but they're also salespeople. And now they're not having that person to person contact that they're used to. And of course, a lot of sales, is, you know, I buy from people that I like. And if yeah. I'm not forming relationships, my sales may go down. Um, and I don't know, but I imagine these drivers, um, they're probably, are they even called drivers? Uh, they're company employees. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're, their job is to drive the company vehicle. So I would I would say partially, but they, they do have a responsibility to drive, so they are termed as drivers as well. Yeah, no, I, was just, employees. I was just wondering, because some of the companies, uh, employees like this are have different job titles. They may be marketers or merchandise managers. Yes, they drive a company vehicle, uh, but their job is so much we, more. We call, them, uh, we call them sales representatives. Yeah. And so they're out there and now the way they sell is totally upside down. Yes. I just, and I won't ask about how has it affected uh, the company. That's none of our business. I'm, but I'm more interested in your role and how did you learn the stuff that you're doing before you got to your employer? Um, so I would say a lot of the things that I've learned is, is from the people in the industry. They're already there. They're spent a uh, number of years. I can, I, I can take an example as you, you spent about almost like plus 30 years in the industry. I'm old. Uh, so those are the people who are, who are always there to help me. And um, I have probably called you as well many times and many other people uh, who have never hesitated to help me. And that's, that's one thing I've learned is when you need some help, always ask your, your mentors in the industry who you actually feel that they, they can guide you. They can actually give you the true feedback that you need in order to be better at your work. And that's, that's how it has been continuously going on with things that I had. I, I was always sharing with the, with the mentors and uh, they were kind of very generous to the feedback at the same time. And at the, not the same time, but at least the next day they will have a follow-up call with me. But that's 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 really important for 
for me as a learner or the new person in the industry to kind of keep engage, in, in, engaging with the, these mentors to continue learning uh, more and more. And how, so you're, you've just said you're kind of new in the industry. You're not new anymore because you, you work for a safety consultant. You've been with your current employer for almost two years because here we are in October. You said you started 2019 in January. So it's almost two years you're coming up to. So you're no, yeah. you can't use that excuse new anymore. However, you are young. And I know you're part of the young leaders group at uh, Private Motor Truck Council. Uh, yes, that's right. What are you picking up in that group by being associated there? Uh, to be honest, like my, uh, my start with the PMTC would be uh, in, in 2016, where I started as a young leader group only, where I stayed as a, uh, a member only, which was the, which was like not expensive membership, but to start off with, uh, it was a good, good channel to go into the PMTC. And then all those information tools and the, uh, the people I was meeting, it was great. And I then I recommended that same group on the uh, associated side. Uh, I told my company that if we can actually be a member of that company, a member of that organization, sorry, uh, that that would be very helpful for us because PMTC regularly uh, update us with many changes, many regulations, uh, and then this is COVID time. I can I can tell every single day all those emails were coming from uh, PMTC Mike Million were very helpful for us. Like I can give you an example. The recent uh, email I got for uh, that employees now have to get their temperature checked and the surveys done before they enter their work facility. So that was something not uh, that that I, I forwarded to my company and HR. And uh, they, they kind of were preparing it, but that actually gave them a little more information that they needed in order to be uh, start doing that. And I think uh, uh, the following Monday, our company actually started doing it and we are following it every day now. And, and I, I work here, uh, my girlfriend, she owns a dental hygiene business. So ever since she reopened after uh, COVID, when she was allowed to reopen, her protocol and me being in the building, I have to follow her protocol. Uh, I take my temperature twice a day and have to record it. And there's a questionnaire that has to be completed. Um, the whole routine, yeah, this COVID stuff. I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of everybody is tired of this one, but uh, the way this is going, uh, nobody wanted to leave their guard off. So it, 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 it's good that uh, all these measures are in place and we are actually following it the max we can. Uh, that's, the best, that's the best thing we can do for the, uh, for the community and for us and our family. Absolutely. And when I say I'm getting tired of it, I am still sticking to the protocols strictly because I look at um, my brother lives in Florida. And when I compare the infection rate in Florida percentage wise, because they're only mm -hmm. about three, believe it or not, uh, Florida is about three or four million more people than on than Ontario. Is that right? 
no, sorry, Florida is a few million more people than Canada. And so when I go back and forth and compare the infection rates, we're doing really well. Uh, not as well as some countries in the world, but compared to our nearest neighbor, we're doing very well. So I'm yeah. not dropping my guard down because I don't, I'm 65 years old. I sure as heck don't want this disease or this uh, disease, pandemic, whatever you call it, flu-like, uh, because it could. I'm in that at the beginning, but I'm in that range group that are most effective negatively. Uh, you're still in the range group of... It is. It has, it has started to come on our side too. It's not that far. <laughs> you know, see the numbers like it's under 40 now? Well, <laughs> you're getting it more, but the people who are dying are in my age yeah. group. They're vulnerable, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, so anyway, going back to the PMTC and the Young Leaders Group, what is the Young Leaders Group all about? So the Young Leaders actually uh, support those people who are wanted to be in the trucking industry, need and, and have a hunger to actually learn about it. We are there to support them and give them all the resources they need. Uh, so we, we continuously meet on a, on a quarterly basis to see what, what things we can present it to our uh, members. And we do a webinar. And last time we did the webinar and, and for the same uh, uh, agenda about COVID, asking about different companies, like how they are doing and what measures they are implementing and how they actually came far uh, in order to... Uh, how they mitigated all those exposures from the beginning to the point uh, now. So the, those kind of webinars uh, is related to the trucking and, and different uh, things. We, we support those individuals who are new and actually wanted to be, wanted to be in, in transportation and logistic business. Awesome. And what would you say if somebody was graduating from uh, high school, college, or university, and they were looking at perhaps making a choice uh, as to where their career should take them. What would you say to encourage them, if you would encourage them? I guess that's the first question. Would you even encourage them to get into transportation? Yes, for sure. There's, there's no doubt in that I would not encourage them because this, this industry has given me a lot, uh, a big platform, big learning culture. Um, I'm still learning, and it would be a. It's not stopping. It's, it's continuous thing for me. Um, and then the these associations and uh, the the industry people always always there to help me and guide me like what the new things are coming and what I can enroll with. Uh, so recently, uh, I've enrolled myself to upgrade my knowledge under uh, certified risk management program for University of Toronto. So for the new individual, uh, he, they can start with anything in terms of logistic, um, logistic administrator and as, as a safety administrator or something like that as a, as a start off and then continue to look for new knowledge, new uh, programs that they can start to upscale them. And, and yes, we, I have seen myself growing into it and I'm still learning it. Uh, so it, it's not going away anyway. Well said. I, I think you have a hunger to learn, and I hope that never goes away. 
we need more people like yourself who really want to be here for one you chose it and then now not only have you chosen it but you've chosen to become very good at it and for one i appreciate that because you've put a lot of effort into it uh, so thank mm -hmm. you from a, a guy who's getting close very close to retirement to somebody who <laughs> is coming in to replace i mean we need replacements uh, us old guys are getting the heck out of here and uh, you youngins we need more people like you you're setting a great example of as to mm -hmm. how to get in the business because i first met you as you said a few years ago but you were participating in industry events yes you were getting out there you were meeting some of the um, leaders of the industry at that time by getting to these events and that's one of the things i wish more people would do is get out of their offices come meet some of us not us um in that you got to get out and you got to you got to meet your individuals you got to make your connections um yeah and then a big part of my learning what i do now and i have been doing in the past as well with other companies is it's come from different people in the industry like i, I can take an example from a different company who, who might be at the safety manager if i have a challenge and i can i can share that challenge with them maybe they have a, they already have a treatment for that so it would, while discussing those things in those events, it opened up a lot of uh, good communication and learning there. Uh, that's, that's how I have been taking all those learnings and be able to apply those into the role I am in. Yeah, so it's wonderful. You're a great example for, as an example of what we need in the trucking industry. And I thank you uh, for coming on the show. Last word. Is there something that you would like to say to a listener or a viewer as to why they should get into transportation? Um, one thing I would say, it, it, it's, it's a huge career opportunity, not just a driving. Driving is a big part because they're the essential worker, but you're, but nobody, if, if the other people are in the office, like the admin task people, uh, accounting and everybody in the transportation, they are the ones who are actually supporting those drivers. Then only those drivers are actually on the road. So they play an important role too. So every job in transportation is huge and, and pays you a lot, not just the money, but also a big career. So I would highly recommend everybody if, if they're starting to actually get into the, uh, choose their careers, uh, I would say transportation and logistics is really good. Thanks, Mr. Sud Malhorta. Malhotra. Malhotra. I'll get yes. it. Kihala. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, that's not very good, but hey, thanks, Sud, for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you more than coming on the show. I really do appreciate you and all the effort you put in, uh, your continuing education um, activities, such as your CRM. How far along are you on that? I am on my second semester now. It's not an easy course. It's not an easy course. <laughs> I have my CRM and I was told recently that it has gotten tougher, um, not easier to get. So congrats for that. I'm glad I'm done with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your wishes. <laughs> Thanks, Sud. All the best.
All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Take care. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.